Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard. You're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Rachel Pinkstaff. Rachel is the founder of Pink Greens, a company dedicated to the health of people and the planet. She says it's time to get out of diets and into living your best life. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I'm really excited about to hear what you have to say. I was looking at your website and you have so many resources for people to live their best life. So um, let's just start by telling us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? How'd you get started? Were you always in this field of helping people and the planet or did you start out somewhere else? Yeah, no, I have not always been in this profession. I'm from Eugene, Oregon. Uh, I went to the University of Oregon and I kind of was in that moment in college where I, I needed to pick a path. And I always loved writing, so I chose journalism. Uh, and then after college, that was my hometown in Eugene. After college, I moved to San Francisco and the next step was, you know, get a job. And so I ended up falling into advertising. And while that was really fun and interesting in my 20s, it definitely, I had those moments every day where I was like, what is the point of this? What am I doing with my life? What am I doing to make a difference? So I always felt that like nagging feeling that I wasn't quite in the right profession, but I didn't know what it would be. Um, and then I went through a layoff and I was at kind of this interim job and I, I was watching all these documentaries about the planet and the and environmentalism. Um, and meanwhile, during my 20s, I had been going through this kind of struggle with my weight, could never quite lose that like 15, 20 pounds. And it was so frustrating. Um, and I felt like, you know, I'm a decently smart person. I should be able to figure this out. I would try different things and just nothing quite worked. Um, and at that time, uh, things started kind of clicking for me in my diet. Um, and meanwhile, I'm watching these documentaries and it all kind of lined up and I realized, you know, the solution for our bodies is the same as the solution for the planet. And I just thought, how cool is that? Um, I ended up moving from San Francisco to Sonoma, California and deciding to start a healthy food company and did farmer's markets and kind of was doing salads and smoothies and things like that. And then I decided to go back to school for holistic nutrition because I just started kind of naturally helping friends and family. Um, and I wanted to get, you know, officially trained in that. So I went to Bowman College. It's based in Berkeley, California. Um, it was great. And, and then, you know, it just kind of, everything started falling into place. I started coaching people and it was like, okay, this, is my passion like this is what I'm getting fired up about um, and it's something I'm doing that I feel like I never have to question it I, like I know exactly why I want to do it um, I know who it's helping and I just felt like I was a woman going through this weight loss challenge and there's so many other women going through that and they don't need to have that like daily struggle like there really is a better way that's fun, doesn't feel like restriction or punishment, and you can get to your goal weight while, you know, nourishing yourself and having a good time along the way. Wow. So it all started with watching environmental documentaries. Yeah. So what, what about that really impacted you? Um, just have you always just had a really um, 
has the environment always been very important to you or what what caused you to not everybody sits and watches documentaries <laughs> <Not funny. laughs> it was, yeah it was funny because it was really it was at this job where I was um temping because I was in this like job transition I had been laid off from a advertising startup and was temping um and I was had some downtime and I just got hooked on these documentaries but yes, it does kind of run deeper for me. I'm from Eugene, Oregon, and that's definitely kind of a crunchy place. Um, you know, I was raised by a mom who was a nurse and also kind of like had those hippie values. Mm -hmm. And she always took us shopping at like the hippie market in Eugene, Sun, uh, Sundance, and bought, you know, homegrown meats and all of the quality sourced foods. Um, and we, you know, recycling was just like, second nature. Like we just did that from the time I was, I can remember. So, um, yeah, I think it, it's funny. I always kind of resisted all of those things when I was growing up and then, and in college and like I gained weight and I was trying to do all the hacks. I was trying to do the like sugar free, fat free, low calorie, all of those hacks. And it wasn't still like, until I started like going back to my roots of just like clean quality, really great sourced produce and meats and all of that, that I started actually like losing weight. And then it kind of, I think, connected me back to my, my hippie roots, if you will. <laughs> and um, it just started making me think like, oh, like all those kind of values really did work growing up. And I kind of was thinking to myself, you know, once I lose the weight, then I'll eat all of those things I want to eat. And I, I had this kind of epiphany where it was like, no, I'm going to flip that and just say, I'm going to eat quality. And if I'm going to be this 10, 15 pounds, you know, overweight in quotes, um, I'd rather be eating really great food. And then ironically, I started losing weight and it was like, oh, and then kind of everything started clicking from there. Yes. yes. And what was your experience eating the, the uh, fat-free, sugar-free, what is your experience or the experience you've seen with your clients when they actually try and eat with, eat that? Yeah. You know, um, what I felt and what my clients tell me too is the cravings just go through the roof and you feel crazy. You're like, okay, I'm not going to eat. I'm only going to eat this many calories today. You know, you look at the, the backside of the package and it says zero sugar, but you don't understand any of the ingredients or zero fat. You don't understand any of the ingredients. Um, and you do that for, you know, a week and you're really focused on restriction. You go work out, you try to burn off all of those calories. And before you know it, like you, you just crash and you have your cravings go crazy and you want all of the things you can't have. Mm -hmm. And then you get on the scale and it's not working and it's, it's so frustrating. Um, and so, you know, and I just felt defeated at that point. I just remember being like, kind of like asking whoever was listening, like, what is the answer? There has to be a better way. This doesn't seem like it's right. And I, I had this night where I kind of, I had been going through that for weeks, months, years, whatever you want to call it, trying all these different things. And I just kept kind of like asked that question, like, what? what is the answer to this? And I got this, I woke up in the middle of the night and kind of had this, these words come to me and it was like, just eat real food. Mm -hmm. And that seemed so simple that it was like, well, duh. But 
you know, then I kind of it sunk in the next day. And I remember going to the grocery store after that and went to the natural foods market down the street. And I was like, I'm just going to shop on the outside of the store and the produce aisle. And it kind of started having that it, I twisted it into like, instead of punishing myself, I'm just going to like love myself as corny as that sounds and cliche. Um, but like feeding myself almost like you would a baby, you know, you're like, okay, if you have a little baby, like you want it to have the very best everything and you want everything going into that baby to be good. Mm -hmm. And so I started, I turned it like that and it just, the weight started falling off and it was like, oh, okay. And I just kind of kept going with that and it, it kept working. So, and it felt so much better. It took a little it took a while, you know, to get where I wanted to be, but, um, it worked. It was amazing. Right. And when, did you notice a difference? You said like when you were eating things with like the artificial sweeteners or whatever, you know, you feel cravings, you feel kind of crazy. Did you notice a difference in your, uh, mental, emotional being in your physical being? Did you feel a difference in your energy level? Yes, completely. I think, yeah, I was, you know, dumping all of those sweeteners in my teas and just drinking that. And it was like, you know, I just kept wanting more. I think those fake sweeteners, like they just amp up your cravings and they, it's like they readjust your body to wanting that level of sweetness. And then you don't taste anything anymore. People do it with spicy food too. I mean, there's a lot of health benefits to natural spices, but, um, and that's what a lot of my clients tell me too. It's like they're, they're telling themselves like no sugar. And then all of a sudden they haven't eaten all day and they're just, the only thing they want to reach for is like the gummy bears or the chocolates mm -hmm. or whatever their vice is. Um, and I've had plenty of those. And so it's when you restrict and when you get the sugar free, you do just kind of crave it even more. And it's all you can think about. Mm -hmm. And, and you talked about shopping around the outside edge of the grocery store and just loving yourself, which I love that. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've been on many diets <laughs> throughout my life, just trying to find the right one. And it does change, you know, as you age that what you want to eat changes a little bit. Mm -hmm. But one of the things uh, about diets is that sometimes it makes me really depressed because I feel like I don't get to eat anything. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I feel like, oh, I'm just depriving myself of everything. So is there a way I can think about that in a different way? Definitely. Yes. And my whole approach to my diet, which isn't really a diet at all, is you don't have to like permanently cut anything out. Because for me, when I thought about like, I'm never going to eat carbs again or bread again or pasta again or ice cream it was all I could think about. It's all I wanted. <laughs> so I, tr I try to flip it and go, okay, I want to have a lot of the good stuff first and then have on hand, like all of those kind of vices that I go to for me, it's ice cream. I love ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, have those ready, but upgrade, like up level the quality of them. So instead of like the, you know, junkie, like, okay, I'm going to run to Dairy Queen and get my, my freeze, whatever I thought used to be my thing. <laughs> At home, I have now like an organic, really good quality ice cream, and I just have a scoop at night if I still want it, and I just enjoy it, and I truly just don't have guilt about it, and I do the whole like a little gratitude thing where it's like, thank 
you for this food. I'm so excited, so happy to have it. But I try to get my like nutrients in first and then feel like, am I still craving that? Um, so really it's about, it's just like up-leveling everything. Mm -hmm. So it's having on hand like a good, you know, like organic sourdough bread for when you want it or pasta for when you want it. Right. So you feed yourself first so that you're not eating these craving foods. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and um, so you make sure you have the nutrition in first and then you allow yourself to have a little bit of something. So yeah. I know on your website, you have so many recipes and I think you said you even create recipes I for do. people for certain things. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of clients that have totally different dietary needs. You know, I have someone that had her gallbladder removed, so she really has trouble breaking down fats. Um, I have a mom who's super busy and she just eats like quick things that she can prep on a night and then have for lunches and dinners. That's most people. Most people are so busy right now. Um, so yeah, I just kind of, I get inspired to create recipes for people that are tailored to their needs. So whether that's like lowering your triglycerides or losing what most of my clients are weight loss clients. Um, but ironically, so many other issues get kind of cleaned up while we're doing that too. You feel less brain fog, you know, gut issues, everything. So, um, yeah, I, I create recipes for my clients, um, which is really fun for me and kind of my creative outlet too. So I put those on my website. Um, I am very, you'll notice if you go on my site, like I'm very veggie heavy, but I'm all, I'm not like vegan or anything like that. Um, I just believe in, you know, if you are going to have dairy or meat, like you pick the best quality and I help my clients navigate through that because it is kind of confusing. So that's one of my most fun things is making recipes. I love to do it. I just hosted a cooking class last weekend and you know, made three different recipes for that. So I'll be putting those on there, there too. Oh, that would be so much fun if anybody's local, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. We the course. Yeah. 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 Just those little quick tips. I love creating things that are fast and have leftovers. That's huge. I mean, we're just all going a million miles a minute. Um, so it's great when you can just have a pot of something in the fridge and that you can bring that for lunch or have it for dinner the next night. Um, or things that you can kind of pop in the stove while you're doing what you need to do in the evenings and then that it's ready for you the next day. Or um, So I like to keep it simple and easy and just pack as many nutrients as, as I can into all my dishes. So you grew up in a home where, you know, it was a really healthy home as far as the food and even the environment. Um, are there certain snacks or things that you know, maybe moms could have around or, you know, we want to train our children up early to, to eat vegetables because sometimes that's really tough to get them to eat vegetables. Yeah. But we want to train them up to want to have those good foods, those healthy, high quality foods. Are there certain snacks or certain things that are kind of basic that everybody should kind of have around their house? Yes, definitely. Um, so a couple of things, smoothies can be great because you can, it's like a great vehicle for adding so many new, you know, nutritious ingredients. So, and I found that a lot of moms with kids will be making them for themselves thinking like my kid would never have this if it's green, <laughs> they want it to be like pink, but yeah. they make it and their kids are watching them. And then before you know it, their kid's like, can I have some? 
That's what I've unanimously with all my moms have heard. Um, so that can be a great way to add like, you know, just pre-washed spinach so fast, so easy. You don't have to get a cutting board out. You can add like your little superfood powders um, and fruit bowls. So easy. Fruits come, you know, already packaged. You don't have to like put them in plastic or anything like that. Having a stocked fruit bowl can be amazing just for your own snacking, for your kids. Perfect for mornings. One little tip about fruit is it's great. It's most easily absorbed on an empty stomach or, or first thing in the morning. So it's better to have it that way rather than, you know, after as a dessert. Mm -hmm. uh, and then things in the fridge, like you could pre-cut a bunch of veggies and have them like in a little Tupperware. You could have some hummus um, or kind of that eggplant dip. Um, I do a lot of sauces. A lot of my recipes have sauces with them. So kind of making one of those and making a little bit extra and just like popping it in. I use a lot of mason jars because they're so easy and come in so many different sizes. Mm -hmm. Having some of those stocked in your fridge that you can pour on top of like a platter of roasted veggies or, you know, fresh chopped veggies can be great. Um, yeah. So keeping it plant-based and, um, having things ready. It's almost like taking care of your future self. Like if you kind of just take that extra step and make sure you have things on hand for the week, then you're going to be set up and you're going to be ready to like, when you're starving and famished, reach for the, the healthier option rather than, you know, the only thing left in your cupboard that might be bad. That sounds great. And I'm getting hungry listening to you because I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, sometimes I just don't feel like eating that piece of broccoli or that, yeah. that, you know, zucchini raw. I'm like, it just needs something. So yes. when you said sauces, I thought, oh, that'd be great. They, yeah. they, it wouldn't be so boring. Yeah. And you can pre-make your sauces and give them so much flavor. Um, like everything should taste good and spices add so much. And even like a little sprinkle of sea salt, mm -hmm. delicious. And it helps with your electrolytes. Um, so, and then even like this time of year, I find, I agree, like I'm not craving raw vegetables. So just popping them in the oven and like roasting a whole tray of like broccoli, like I love broccoli roasted. It has mm -hmm. that like toasty feel flavor. Um, so just adding herbs and spices to everything. They are so, they're, they're like adaptogenic. Like they are so good for so many things and functions within the body. Um, and they're so flavorful and yummy and they just add that extra oomph. Uh, and also when you were talking about the smoothies, so I have a smoothie every morning and I put, it's going to sound like a lot, but I put about four cups of spinach in there. I just stuff it out in there because I want to get my greens in. <laughs> Even if during the rest of the day, I don't get something in if I'm rushing, I, I've gotten my greens in and, um, I have a granddaughter who is one. And I have given her some of that shake and she does not want to stop eating it. She really? loves it. You know, I so she doesn't, she's not thinking that it's not pink. <laughs> totally. She's just thinking that it's really yummy and she loves it. Yeah. She yes. loves it. And that was another thing I should mention is, and my friend calls this like jacking up your food. So like you can kind of do that to any kid's meal. Like you can add vegetables and healthy things to whatever they're eating. So like if you just dice up, you know, and, like say it's a tomato sauce and you're like, okay, I'm just going to chop up really fine, like carrots and zucchini and onions and celery. You add that in and it helps them develop the like 
the palate for vegetables. And then as they get older, they don't hate vegetables. So that's kind of a way to just kind of incorporate, try to figure out how to incorporate vegetables into whatever you're making. Even if it's like a, a pasta with like a cheesy sauce, like you can, you, I did this the other week. I like roasted, um, broccoli and, you know, popped it in the Vitamix and blended it all up and put it on pasta. And it was like, I barely knew there was broccoli in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it sounds delicious. <laughs> I'll be heading to your website after this podcast <laughs> to see all the, all the different recipes that you have. So um, you talk about a regenerative approach. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So this was kind of something I came up with when I was watching all the environmental documentaries. It was like, you know, we have degenerated our planet and we are degenerating our bodies at the same time. It's kind of, if you envision like a circle and, you know, with each like turn, it's just kind of getting worse. Like one thing goes wrong and then you take a pill and then three more things go wrong and then you take another pill. So it's just with each turn getting worse, degenerating. Um, so there's also like being sustainable. So that's just like a straight line. Like everything's kind of staying the same, but one step better than sustainability for your body and for the planet is regenerative. So with every turn, it can actually get better and better and better. So, you know, say it's your body. It's like, if you're putting in good things, all of a sudden, like your gut starts healing, you start losing weight, you're eventually like your hair gets shiny and your skin gets clearer and all these amazing, amazing things just keep building on each other. Um, same goes for the planet. When we're eating like organic, for example, we're not putting all these things on the soil that degenerate it. So we're, our gut health and the soil health are very similar. Like there's, you know, millions of the, the microbiome you hear about. Um, it's like this huge ecosystem of all these different bacteria and you want that. It's super healthy. Um, and same goes for the soil. So when we dump a bunch of antibiotics on the soil, which, you know, glyphosate is one, which is the main ingredient in Roundup, it, it just like kind of kills everything. So it's like the sterile environment and it's really not good for the soil. And it's also not good for our gut health. So when we choose organic, um, or we support like local farmers, we're creating a system that's really healing the soil and becoming more regenerative all of a sudden before you know it, like the soils are richer, they're more secure. So they don't have runoff when it rains a bunch. There's not this, um, there's not flooding and then there's not droughts later. Like it actually filters the water properly. So it's just like, it's getting better with each turn. So I thought that was so cool how it's really the same thing for our bodies and for the planet too. Yeah. And when you said, you know, we just take a pill, I was thinking about, um, actually it made me think about supplements or supplementation. You were saying that sometimes in the shake, you'll put like maybe a green drink or you put something in. Is there any particular things that you recommend as far as are good to add to your diet that are not really food, but yes, definitely. Um, I don't like to do like a blanket, uh, supplement for everybody because everyone's got, everyone's so different. Um, so I really tailor it to each person, but with the green smoothies, I do like a green powder and it's just, if you can find any green powder, that's, you don't want like 
added proteins or anything like that, but it's just like vegetable kind of ingredients. So I have one right now. I think it's called like sun foods, superfood, something like that. Um, and it's just all greens. It's like, you know, powdered uh, wheatgrass and spirulina and chlorella and all of those things. There's probably about 20 things. So having that is a great tool because it just allows you to add like this one little teaspoon of like all of these nutrients that you maybe wouldn't have time to go like add individually into your smoothie. So yeah, just look for one that's just like all clean ingredients, um, things that are plants that you understand. And um, it's a great investment because I mean, it can feel expensive when you first buy it, but I've had my little packet for probably four months and I use it in my smoothie every day. That's where it lasts a long time. So yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Other superfoods. Like I have kind of this little basket that I just keep and I kind of look at it every morning. I'm like, okay, what do I feel like I need today? And I've got flax seeds and pumpkin seeds and sunflower. I have maca, green powder. Um, so if you kind of just start building your little pantry of like smoothie add-ons mm -hmm. and then just look at it every morning and go like, okay, what do I feel like I need? And just kind of add a little bit of, mm -hmm. of that. That's great. And when, you know, you were talking about a lot of your clients are weight loss clients. And do you think that weight loss is just all about the food you eat or is there some psychology to it or some, some way we're thinking that's making it very difficult? I definitely think there's a huge psychology component. I think we're taught to like really shame ourselves and kind of look at our body, look in the mirror and be like, oh, I don't, you shouldn't look like that. I don't want that. I hate this about myself. And it's not until you really like, and again, like as cliche as it sounds, until you like start loving yourself and you kind of like, it's almost like you want to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, it's okay. Like we've got this. And, you know, put your hand on your body and be like, I love you. Like it's, you kind of have to come to that point before you can release it, I think. So it's about really accepting yourself um, and being okay with how you are, not with the idea that you want to necessarily stay that way forever, but being like, okay, I accept myself as part of my journey and I'm ready for the next step. Um, and I just think, you know, if, if any of us are going to be living our best lives, like, and this is a piece to the puzzle, when we are feeling good and feeling and looking like our best selves, we're like so powerful. We're ready to go conquer the world. So it's just another facet to like your full, reaching your full potential. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know, we, we hear that and we hear it mentally. We need yeah. to love ourselves, but I've noticed that sometimes before someone will actually start eating healthy, something has to happen. They have a health scare or they have a realization that, hey, you know, my, my, grand, my two-year-old grandchild just went running across the room and I can't catch him. You know, so something happens where they have to make that, you know, decision. There has to be some meaning or something. There's, there, there's a reason why. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, you know, I, that's one of the first things I do with all of my clients. It's like, let's find your why or your multiple whys, because it is so important to connect it to that on a deeper level. And they can be like surface or they can be super deep and you want kind of want both. Like for me, it's like, I want to feel really good when I get invited to like a Christmas party. Like I'm going to go in my closet or go to the store and pick like whatever I want and just feel super sexy and good. 
Um, or it could be as deep as like, okay, you know, I want to have children one day and I want to be around for my grandchildren and be able to play with them and enjoy them and be there and be healthy. So like kind of almost journaling about like all your reasons why you want to be feeling your, like your best self is so important. And then when you're in that moment of weakness, like, you know, you're never going to be perfect. It's not about being perfect, but you can kind of go back to that list either mentally or actually go look at it and really be like, why am I doing this in the moments that you're having um, a struggle with, with the foods that you're eating and just kind of connect on that deeper level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of family, this especially happens with moms, but we have single dads these days now too, and grandparents raising children. <laughs> so what happens to us when we have all these responsibilities? You know, we're, we, we're taking care of the household. We're going to work. We're taking care of the kids. We do all these things and then, oh, I didn't have time to fix my food this, you know, we forget about ourselves. Yes, I think we, I mean, especially as women, but of course men too. We're just trained to like, okay, you've got to take care of the kids, priority number one. You've got to be at your job and be present and be a badass. You know, there's so many things and we kind of let ourselves fall last. Um, and so, and feeling like we have to take care of ourselves sometimes feels like another task we have to put on our to-do list. So it's really hard. Um, and so I think a huge component to being successful in that is, I mean, a realizing that it's so important and like putting your life mask on first is necessary if you're going to take care of anybody else. Um, but not letting that feel like another thing on your to-do list as if you need anything else. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I encourage my clients to like really look at their, how they're spending their day and their time and look at their calendar and kind of think like, where could I cut out the fat, if you will? Um, because there's a lot of things we do that we're just doing out of obligation and because we think we should, or that's what we need to do to be a good wife for mother or any of those things. Um, and so really ask yourself, like, do I want to do this? Do I want to say yes to this? And so let your yeses be yeses and let your nos be nos and don't feel guilty about things you don't want to do. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of ways we could actually clear up some time in our schedule. So also realizing that, you know, if you're taking care of yourself and that saves you a day or three of being sick and staying home from work, that you are so worth that investment and that you'll save time in the long run. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that we want to find our why. Why do we want to be healthy? We want to make time for ourselves and the time to actually take care of ourselves and, and love ourselves. And then once we do that, there's the everyday grind. Like, okay, can I do this for 21 days? Can I do this for yeah. <laughs> two months. So how do you develop those good habits and keep them going? Yes. Great question. So just like anything that is kind of an investment in yourself at first, it can feel hard and it feels like you're, it's taking all this time up. But once you kind of put in that initial investment, it really becomes second nature and they're really, it doesn't take any extra time eventually. Um, you would develop like quick ways to do it. You're kind of cooking a little bit more at home. So like, instead of, you know, if you actually time it out and you're like, okay, I'm going to stop at this, at the coffee shop and get my pastry and my coffee and stand in line and 
run into a friend and end up, you know, take, could take a half an hour mm-hmm. or even if it does take 15 minutes, I've gotten to the point where now my morning routine is like so fast. Like I make my special coffee with my coconut milk mm-hmm. and my ashwagandha, you know, my like adaptogenic little herb blend. And then I make my smoothie. It takes like, it's so fast. Um, so now I feel like oh, I'm saving time. I'm saving money. Um, even the dinners that I cook, it's like, I've gotten to the point where they're really pretty quick. And I've kind of coached my clients through like, okay, let, how do we make this dinner not take forever mm-hmm. and have it produce leftovers for you? So you're actually end up saving time and money. So kind of realizing that like, it's okay that it feels hard at first, but eventually it really will feel easy and natural and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, cooking at home, that is going to take so long, but in the long run, it, it, it tastes better. I don't know if, if you've been actually eating healthy, good food from home for a while, and then you go out to eat and you think you're going to really enjoy it. And all you taste is salt and sugar. And True. It, it doesn't taste the same as those really high grade foods. It is it should actually be a little disappointing. <laughs> you're right. That's totally happened to me recently. <laughs> Like, oh, I could have done this. Like I would have done this different or that different. Um, yeah, I think your taste buds, you get used to like real flavors and then you go out and you're like, mm, it just tastes like you said, it tastes like salt, tastes fake, you know, you can't, but yeah, you do. So your, ta- your taste buds change. It starts feeling easier. Your kids start loving that food. And before you know it, like you've created these amazing habits that are just going to serve you for life. Yeah. So you're really passionate about helping people and making an impact. And I can just see you just, you just live this. Yeah. Is is this what gives you the most fulfillment in your life? Are there other things that give you the most fulfillment in life? I would say absolutely it does. Cause I'd spent so many years kind of like frustrated of, you know, what should I be doing and why isn't this health thing clicking and kind of that, that answer for me was one and the same. Um, and being like, I'm going to go for this. So like, that was a big kind of epiphany for me. Um, so yes, it brings me so much fulfillment. I also love, I mean, what is cool is I've, I've gotten now fulfillment and hobbies of things that are healthy. I used to, you know, my hobby was like drinking, being with friends, drinking, you know, going out, that kind of thing. Now it's like, I love nothing more than like a Saturday morning going to yoga over in the neighboring town and getting a coffee and, you know, looking around town. So I've developed these hobbies that are like healthy or that have to do with my work. Like I, I write a local column for the paper and it's always about health and wellness and people around town. So like, those are truly my, my hobbies um, now. And it's kind of one and the same and I could spend hours researching and it's just fun and I can't even stop myself. (laughs) it's really neat when that starts happening and I think that kind of came for me at least with cleaning up my diet and I see a lot of this happen with my clients where they start doing we start working together and all of a sudden they're making these like big shifts in their life they've been kind of waiting for and they you know whether it's like the brain fog or they just haven't felt ready yet but they start making these big changes in a positive direction and you know they can't can't stop so it's really neat to watch that happen that is, and I'm, as you see that shift happening, do you see a lot of them, that self-love must just go higher and higher and, yes. you know, confidence, you see changes in confidence? 
Absolutely. I think anytime, anytime you're, there's something you've been struggling with and it just isn't working, it's really hard on you because you're like, you know, I'm a successful person. I'm doing really well in my career, my marriage, my mothering, all of that stuff. And if there's this last puzzle piece that's not clicking, it's always there. It's always on your shoulder. So when that starts happening, you're like, oh my gosh, I can do anything. And that's when you start seeing like the, you know, choosing more healthy um, hobbies or quitting the job that they really hated. Um, so all of these things start falling into place. Wow. And any thoughts on, let's say they found that like you, they weren't happy, they're not happy in their job or what they're doing now. What's your best advice on making that jump to the new thing? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it is really like, there's so much coming at us all day long, like cell phones, computers, our jobs, everything. Um, and it really, you really have to, I went through a lot of moments where I was like, what's, what's the right thing to do? Like, and I was asking everybody, what, what should I do? And it's not until you take that time and like go within and maybe like meditate or journal that you really like see your heart's desires. And, you know, you kind of have to just try to listen and and hear yourself think and follow that so anytime you're doing something that's helping you connect feel connected whatever that is for you whether it's yoga or surfing or going on a hike and being in nature or painting do as much of those things as you can because it's that's when you start like hearing yourself and hearing the messages that you're supposed to be getting um and then feel feel free to like journal about it um or create like a vision board and, you know, don't judge yourself, like whatever it is that you want to do, if you have that desire, it means that it's, it's possible for you or else you wouldn't have it. So, yeah. Um, and then to kind of know that like, okay, this can happen. It doesn't all have to happen right now. And maybe I'm not even sure how it could happen, but believe that it is possible and just to kind of take those baby steps. That's, that is great advice. And I'm just wondering, as you've been working with people, taking them through these journeys, not only of their health, but it sounds like changing their whole lives. Yeah. Have you had any ahas or any things that kind of surprised you that you learned by working with people? Gosh, I mean, watch, you know, you do it yourself and then, and you're like, this is working. Like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then you kind of like start leading other people through it and it's their own journey along the way. Um, but just watching that happen in so many people's lives is like, it, it really is like mini miracles all over the place. It's really cool to watch happen where, you know, you, I've had a, someone that was like, I hate where I live and you kind of just coach, help them through like, well, what do you really want? Like, where do you really want to live? And they, at first they're like, well, I can't have that. And it's like, well, just what if you could like imagine that? And then watching that transpire over the coming months is like so amazing or have, you know. Sometimes they'll have, I have a client that had a husband that was like, she was, you know, he was never going to lose the weight and get healthier. Um, and she just started making the, the changes on her own. And it was kind of like, well, what if maybe he watches you and is inspired before you know it, this guy, her husband has lost 40 pounds. Oh, amazing. <laughs> like I didn't even tell him to do anything. This is crazy. And he, I ran into him recently and I like barely recognized him. So it's really neat, like the ripple effects that this can have on not only the, these individuals' lives, these women's lives, but 
their husbands, their kids, their coworkers, their living situations. So it like really does start affecting every area of their life. That's exciting. So I know you have so much to offer. So why don't you tell us where we can find you about your website, your Instagram, um, and, and, the, and the, the things you can offer people. Yeah. So I do one-on-one holistic health uh, consulting coaching and, and I do it over zoom usually. Um, so that's kind of my main thing, but you can find me. My website is pink greens.com. So I've got all kinds of recipes there that I'm always adding to blogs. I have a YouTube channel that's linked through my website as well. So you can find kind of fun, like smoothie tips or got some things, fun things on there. And then I'm on Instagram at pink greens. And I like to kind of do, you know, Instagram stories and you can see what's going on every day, what I'm cooking, what I'm thinking. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. All right. So now you know where you can find Rachel. And, um, I do encourage you to go look at her website because I was amazed and just looking at it, you, you, made me hungry. So I'm looking at all these pictures of this really great looking food and I'm thinking, and it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to dig in and start trying some of them. I love it. Yeah. And you can message me if you ever see a recipe and you can't find it, message me. I'll send you, I do like little PDFs so that you can print them out at home and put them on your fridge so that you can just kind of be reminded every day. Oh, nice. So any last words of advice to just have the best life? Gosh, you know, if, if weight loss is a goal that you have, just know, and you know, there's maybe you've tried like many, many diets over the years and are so frustrated. Know that it can feel fun and easy and delicious. And that is totally possible. And you know, that there is a way out of this. I've been there. I know how frustrating it is. Um, and you can do it. And if you want to fast forward that process, reach out for help because, you know, go, contacting someone that's been through it and could take you through the process in, in three months, what you would have spent 10 years doing, like think of all the parties that you're missing out on or all the pictures that you're like not wanting to take because you want to lose the weight first or all the trips that you could be going on. You can have it all so much faster if you access somebody that you know, has done it and been through what you've been through and can kind of quickly guide you through. Right. Well, thank you so much. And you are making a huge impact on people, on the world and educating people in that ripple effect. So thank you so much. And thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon.